Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. Um, but it is hosted by Edgar Montplazier, Jockey Sneal, and Carl Tart. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop their start shit. I'm talking sports to politics, to back and forth, to keep the fit. And now I'm coming back for more. Bling, 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 with the clowny thing. But the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down to the Coach Kings. I realized that, I think I told you guys the story about when we were like walking down the boardwalk in Venice and that dude swung and literally everyone left except for me and my friend who's getting swung on. I was like, what? Like no one, yeah. but I guess it's kind of what you said. It's just like, if no one does it, then it's just not going to get done. Yeah. But then should it be your responsibility to make sure, do you have to be that friend in the friend group who's like, all right, if a fight's going to go down. I don't feel like I have to do anything. Up. I don't have to do anything but stay black and die. But, uh... <laughs> Those are the only two things I have to do, but I think it's it's something with my what's the empathetism? I guess is the word. I don't like, think that's the word. Uh, Google it. <laughs> yeah, I my I have a lot of empathy. I'm a, I'm empathetic. Oh no, yeah, you're. Mm-hmm. A very, I mean, you're very. I think you're an empath for sure. You're so aware of how other people feel, and it deeply affects your mood and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think that puts you in those kinds of situations. It does because people like Lamar, one of the smartest guys I know. Like, wasn't he supposed to be on great today? writer? Jacques, you vetoed that. No, I didn't. You was like, I'll be damned. It'll be a cold day in hell before I let Lamar on this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, Lamar. That ain't a bonus episode. I, don't I told we... y'all what my rule was on this new podcast. <laughs> Only guest on the bonus episodes. So, guys, if you are not subscribed to our Patreon, you won't get the bonus episodes. And this is also not true, what I'm saying right now. So don't uh, listen to it. Because do you think we're not recording, or are you just very interested in those pistachios? Uh, these pistachios are great. I'm this is going to be a running bit. I'm also, I'm going to eat these every podcast now. I'm also looking up something for later Ooh. while we're talking. Uh, so Jackie's before, is planning something I'm planning for y'all. Something. I'm planning something All for y'all. All y'all bitch-ass people listening right now, Jackie's Ooh. got something up his ass for y'all. I got something for you. Oh. I, was, uh, I was saying a story about Lamar. Yeah. Lamar, one of my very good friends, a very smart dude, just wrote a movie that's premiering. At CineQuest Film Festival. If you're out in the Bay Area. March 2nd in Redwood City, California. I'm in the film. I don't play a funny character, which I personally hate that fact, but everybody seems to like it. Was it a challenge for you? Did you feel like it was a challenge for you? Yeah. Yeah, it was a challenge. I don't want to be serious. (laughs) I didn't come out here to be a serious actor. The fuck? You wouldn't do serious shit? Hmm? You wouldn't do serious stuff? I'm waiting. I'm waiting until I've had like a... Full comedy career, and then I'm gonna do number twenty three. Do you know what? Or, the, uh, <laughs> or my the majestic. Which wasn't his you know first. Good, uh, it it kind of was. The well, no, I guess Man on the Moon. Uh, Truman Man on the Moon. Oh, the majestic. Truman Show is a comedy, dude. It's a Truman light. Show's a comedy. That's a light hearted movie. Truman Show is one my favorite movie of all time. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, so I'm pretty qualified in saying that everybody involved in that movie said it was a dramatic movie. That's a, it's a, fu- it's so lighthearted. Ooh, it's speaking so of light-hearted. qualifications, I got you think, roast. you think like, uh, well, we, we are going to do the list today. Okay. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> keep it. You, you think like your not knowing your life isn't real is lighthearted. That's not lighthearted at all. It's, I mean, yes, there's that very I think you heavy just, I think you're qualifying Jim Carrey being in it. It's like, I don't know. When I think about like, 
a big dramatic turn for an actor. Number 23 stands out because it's like so far from comedy. I don't think a movie like The Truman Show would be hard for a comedian to do. Like, do you understand what I'm saying when I mean that? Like, I think you should go back and watch his performance. I'm not saying it was a bad performance. That's not Did he get saying. an Oscar? He got nominated. Well, shit. Well, that uh, was my point. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, what do you what do you think, Sophie? It's it's nominated under the drama for category. Golden Globes. Listen, so Get Out nominated <laughs> under comedy. I'm not going to yeah. take that seriously. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, I I, I like I said, it's one of my favorite movies. So I, I definitely see all the dramatic elements. Of Jim Carrey is not funny in that movie at all. In the Truman Show, yeah, <laughs> what, nigga, I thought nigga, he was funny. He's in hilarious it. as fuck. I, think I thought he was pretty funny. To, there. I, I think, think you guys need to watch it. Hold on. When was the last time you saw the Truman Show? Because I've seen it five on, times in the past year, probably. I, I have saw not, it when it was on TBS like a little bit ago. I yeah. saw it 20 years ago when it came out. Yeah. but And I was also nine. And then but, to go from The Mask to The Truman Show? Get, come on. But come it on. wasn't like the next movie that he did. It was Liar Liar was. I would say that his performance in that, and also Will Ferrell's performance in, uh, what is it? Uh, the movie where he's in Eternal his spot, Eternal Sunshine? Oh, no, Will Ferrell? Uh, that's Jim Carrey. Okay. Not Eternal the, Sunshine is Spotlight. Spotlight is Jim Carrey. That's another series movie that I think he did. Yeah. But, um, Which, was, again, is uh, a kind of a comedy. Stranger Than Fiction. <laughs> Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction, Now, yeah. I think what that, what both, all those movies that we're mentioning now, and I will get back to the Lamar story, yeah. uh, listeners. Uh, First, let's intro. Let's intro, because uh, every day, Sophie wants to kill us. So while we're doing that, they know who we are. Somebody I know y'all know who we are. Turn your phone on. My phone, Sophie, please. Yeah, Sophie. My, that was not my phone. No, that, uh, wait. Do you not uh, think you don't think you turned your phone? Is a, it wasn't my phone. That was Sophie's phone. It was her computer. Can you turn that on silent, Sophie? Please. We're trying to do a show here. We're I knew it wasn't Jaquise's phone because Jaquise is a Samsung Android user. Mm-hmm. Roast him, Twitter. Come for him. No, don't roast drag me. him. Don't drag me. The show is called Culture Kings. This is us. Anyway. Yeah. Wait, how is it's this not a rom- <laughs> It's literally a rom- It's a rom- I mean, yes, they're very dark. Like, I think... It's not a romantic comedy. I think... Yes, it is. It's no, like... No, it's not. What's not romantic about it? Losing your memory and losing... Like, that's not But he a keeps romance. erasing his memory to do what? To get with that girl. Like, Have you guys ever seen That's not Click? why he's erasing his movie, uh, his memory. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a forget that girl. Yes. It's about their, the movie's based on their relationship. It's a romance movie, it's not a romantic comedy. Have though. you guys ever seen uh, Fifty First Dates? Romantic comedy. Fifty First Dates is a romantic comedy. Okay, what about mm-hmm. Click? I, I see the point that you're making with Click. Is like, in that last ten minutes, it gets very, very sad. serious. Sad. Sad. So sad. does that make it no longer a comedy? I think, no, no, no. I feel like you're looking at comedy in a limited way. Who's book That's is this? not at all. I'm looking at these are two of my favorite movies, and I just don't think they're comedies. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'll like, give you I'll give you that Truman Show is listed as a drama, but Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Line is I'm reading it right now. It's listed as a comedy. I'm gonna come to both of y'all and, and say first of all, shut up. Nah, man, we're gonna keep um, talking. Here's what I want to say about that. I think those both of those movies. I think Ali is a comedy. Here, both. All right, Joe, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, <Jake. laughs> both, both of y'all. Are right and wrong at the same time. I'm gonna tell you why. It's very possible. Uh, only a comedian could have pulled off the the acting job that Jim Carrey did in both of those movies. I agree because you need th- one thing that comedians have but don't get respect for, which hopefully soon comedians will get respect for, is the ability to act to act mm-hmm. and play every single emotion. Yes, mm-hmm. every single one. Dramatic actors, while sometimes can be seen as kind of funny, they don't do comedy well. You know what I mean? They don't do it well. But comedians can do drama well. Just as we've seen uh, Jim Carrey pour himself into different roles. 
like man the Truman the Show, Man on the Moon. Now, Man on the Moon is different because he was portraying a comedian. Mm-hmm. But uh, Eternal Sunshine, uh, the number 23. <laughs> number 23 was so bad. You it's like very that? bad. I enjoyed I that like movie. It. I thought but it was that's like, what shit, I'm saying. It's like, every number goes back to 23. <laughs> like, I think that there's such a levity. In, I mean, especially Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind, like, there's such a levity and, like, detachment from reality to it that I can see it more bordering on, like, that comedy drama versus being, like, when we're talking about, like, straight-up dramas, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think of someone who made that very hard turn as an Adam Sandler and Punch Drunk Love. Like, that's a hard turn. Like, that's, like, being, like, I'm going to be in a straight-up drama movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, like, I think, like, what Carl's saying is, like, uh, with Eternal Sunshine and with Truman Show, there's a levity to it that a comedian can kind of finesse. That only a, a comedian easier. can portray. Yeah. And you can make, he can make you feel every single emotion. Yeah. So when that, he is upset, when he's sad, he makes you feel it. When he's yeah. happy, he makes you feel it. So you can, you can, Magic Johnson Theaters used to have this ad that would come on <laughs> before every movie that he would come out and go, and you can laugh, cry, and stuff your face with popcorn. Mm-hmm. And that was always very funny to me. Those type of comedians in those type of situations, Will Smith in a lot of movies. Of yeah. course. Uh, happiness. Uh, Adam Sandler in that movie with where he's riding the scooter where he lost his family. Um, Rain on with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, these are comedians who are giving these performances that great. don't get respect because they are comedians. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just also, I, a few things have Eternal Sunshine as a different thing. Wikipedia, for instance, has it as a romantic – Science fiction comedy drama film. Yeah, it has all those elements. Uh, but IMDb has it as a straight drama. And well, IMDb Roddy- only does one genre in their listings, which is a, a failure on IMDb's part. Right. And then, uh, for instance, like, what site is this? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it as a drama science fiction film. Mm. Um, so I think people, I think you can, I mean, I, I get it. Like, there what, are. What I'm saying is, I think what I'm trying to say is that, like, it's like, I don't know. I Actually, feel like people think comedies have to be funny. Like, no, no, but like these like straight up laugh riots, and if it's not that, that it, but I think like you can have these comedies. I'm not saying you. I'm saying people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can have these comedies that kind of tiptoe, which is why I love and I understand that he may be prob- problematic now. But I love Master of None for that. Of like you know, like it tiptoes that line yeah. of drama and comedy so well. I'm so funny about that show is. Everybody on that show acts terribly. <laughs> yeah, except for Noel Wells. I think she Noel Wells is great. Job. Noel Wells great. Aziz is everybody a very good else. actor. Everybody. His, is. Uh, his friend uh, is a good <laughs> actor. His friends. Uh, <laughs> they're all awful. What's her name? Uh, the writing is what makes it. The show. writing is great. Yeah. The writing is great. Lena Waithe. Ooh. But her writing is a, she's a genius writer. Yeah. She, she, she portray. They all portray their parts. They all portray. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's about the writing. Is what that show is. Tell us about Lamar. We keep, we haven't, tell oh, us. Oh, what was I saying? Wait, but I wanted, to, well, the whole reason I asked that thing is like, you know what, I, a role I think you could be good at dramatically, mm. Carl? What? Is a, I don't know, I think you could be good as like a, uh, like a dad in something. I feel like that would be like, like uh, a, maybe I when I like you, age. I don't know. I think you could go on young kids in a movie. You, I'm looking at you now. For those of you who don't know, imagine a movie with Carl and a baby girl. Oh, it'll be, it'll I couldn't be see cute. him with a baby girl. It would be sweet. I, I can't. I can see you with a baby girl. <laughs> but what, what? What type of what? What type of baby girl? Are we talking like? A real are we talking fine one? 
<laughs> like a, I'm trying to think of a movie that. Are we talking like 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 this is forty like no, type girls? No, or... no, no, no. Because that this is forty doesn't take its subject material as seriously as I think people wanted it to. Like that one. Well, yeah, that's not a drama either. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I mean, it was supposed to be, but like I think it's like it it went for like really dumb like yeah jokes. I'm trying to think of like a movie. I don't know, maybe like a better version of Jersey Girl. Did you guys ever see Kevin Smith's Jersey Girl with no. Ben Affleck? No. no. It's not that great, but like... Wasn't Will Smith in that, like in the first, like three? What, what's wrong with Sophie? What's wrong with Sophie? Pick better movie references. Oh, I, Jersey, Jersey Sophie, give us a... Sophie. Give us a can can give we us do a... our show? <laughs> <laughs> Sophie? The side eye. Who, 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 who put something on Twitter about the side eye Sophie be giving us? Uh, so, yeah, someone did have Somebody. a very good tweet of uh, Sophie's side and Then eye. they put, like, the ugliest picture I've ever seen. <laughs> well, it's because that person was stretching their, their side eye so hard <laughs> yeah, that their entire was... face fell. <laughs> I screenshotted so one of our tweets. Who would like to read it? About what? About me. Is it about what I'm talking about? Uh, no, it says, uh, yo, at Culture Kings Pod is my shit right now, at Jaquise Neal, at Dammit Carl, at Edgar Mopazir. I'm not ashamed to say I've heard all the episodes more than once. Their chemistry is amazing. I misspelled there. Uh, plus Sophie's <coughs> badass. Oh, Sophie's badass. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I, I only read the good stuff. Good for you, Sophie. I agree. We don't, <laughs> get, a, we don't get a lot of bad stuff or... You guys are doing a very good job of hiding it. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. You guys. And I, you know, I appreciate it. First of all, I don't see anything. But secondly, you say that every week. Uh, I don't see. I don't nothing. see. Y'all, y'all make sure color? y'all tag. Y'all make sure y'all tag <laughs> at Devin Carl specifically. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. I don't want to hear from y'all. <laughs> so the story with Lamar. <laughs> oh, we're back to this. Yeah, man. Or we can make oh, it a we're running bit my, throughout my, the whole my, thing. My, my empathetic ways. Um, yeah. Lamar, who wrote a movie. So let's talk who, about the Cavs. Uh, uh, here we go. They, no. <laughs> here we go. Do you no, really want to talk about? Are you on no, that I do one game talk, train? Are, I do are you on that one game it. train? No, but no, I do okay. want to talk about it. But finish your Lamar story. And that's a big one game. There's a lot of points. But Lamar, who I think is amazing. As a person and stuff, is very shout forgetful. Out. He he has left his phone in like five Ubers. Poorly timed shout out. <laughs> oh, he's, he's very forgetful. Very forgetful. Shout, shout out to Lamar. Shout out to Lamar. He's going to forget that you said that. Uh, <laughs> but he, and, and I, like, I will see him leave his phone. Like, like it'll fall out of his pocket sometimes. It'll drop it. And it's just like, I'm the one. If, if I wasn't there to pick that up, mm-hmm. he, would he would end up having know. to buy a new phone. That's and it's like, ah, oh, man. Come on, dog. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you 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 are mentally one of the smartest people I know. Mm-hmm. When you read his writing, he is amazing. Only only a genius can think of that type yeah. of stuff. He uh he's a writer on New Girl. Yeah, on New Girl. He's he wrote for Survivor's it. Remorse. Yeah. He's got, like I said, we got the movie premiering. If you in San Jose on March second, uh, San Jose area, come to Redwood City, uh, Century Twenty or whatever the theater is called. There, you going? Oh yeah, you going? Yeah, I'm going. You bought your site. You bought your tickets I on bought, the podcast last week. I bought my tickets. Yeah, I bought my tickets here. I rent, I'm, I'm renting a car. So oh, it, so you didn't buy your tickets? You renting the car? No, no, no. I'm renting the car when I get. Oh, up when there. you get there? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Because the airport's kind of far away from everything. Gotcha. Um. It's probably gonna be a luxury vehicle, ladies. Yeah, right, Edgar. I need water. Right. Uh oh, Edgar needs water. water, y'all. All right, yeah. you got your water, Edgar. You mm-hmm. good? Mm-hmm. Right. Arrow. Don't die. <laughs> hey, shout out to Northern California. Shout out to Portland. That was the best tap water I ever drank in my life. It's really? very good. <laughs> it was weird. It, it tasted like sparkling. It's like really. It was good. That's Listen, insane. I'll shit on Portland for being very white, but they're. Their eco-friendly thing is like so real and so good. Like yeah. it's 
Yeah, the tap water there is the tap water amazing. was fire. I was like, damn. We are very white, but we have amazing water. Amazing tap water. <laughs> amazing tap water. I, I was tripping out because we was we was somewhere. We was at Deschutes Brewery. Mm. Oh, so a good. Portland, a Portland so staple. Good. Try that bison uh, burger if you're ever there. I had the fried chicken special, which was... Uh, I'm not going to have it again. Well, you know, it was white people making that fried chicken. I just... I, I wish it was at least Hispanics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, your, that's your qualifier for fried chicken. And when it comes to fr- fried chicken, I'll settle for Hispanic. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to do it. They know how to cook everything. Yeah, man. Hispanics know it, man. They're making it. Yeah, be good. Hey, when you go to the casino buffets back home in Mississippi, it's all uh, Latino people working. Mm-hmm. And they they got it. Yeah. Like, they know what they're doing. And I be fucking with them burgers at Mexican joints. Oh, oh those yeah. burgers, burgers at Taco so joints are good. so good. <laughs> it'd be so be damn good. All right, let's get back to this Lamar story. Oh, that's it. Uh, that's just, it. He's forgetful. And I'm, and like, and it I feel you. that, yeah, that I was wish one day I could see his phone on the ground. And what, I mean, it took a long time to get to it. <laughs> so it's not going to be as good as it, as it would be in the moment. <laughs> now it just sounds like I'm shitting on him. But we we had a flow going. I kept getting cut off. I'm sorry, Carl. I'm sorry. Oh. I keep fucking up. We keep fucking up the flow. Uh, speaking of flow, uh, I'm on my period. No, congratulations, <laughs> man. I know you Pornhub Premium for joke. free. It was a great joke. If what? you if you on your period, you get Porn a Pornhub Hub Premium. Will give you uh, it for free while you're on your period. You enter in your uh, menstruation cycle, and it will like alert you and be like, "Hey, you have Pornhub Premium so for free actually, because orgasms help with menstruation uh, with uh, menstrual pain." Oh, that's nice of them. Good. Also, can't you just lie? What? What's I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't know, know the information. Oh, to put you in have there. to. You have to actually Add sign up for the, premium, which means you're paying. I don't know if you have to pay. I think you just put it in, and it will give it to and you. You get when like it's free. free trials of premium. <laughs> but I wouldn't know what you information just, to put in. You just opened up. You just opened up a door for so many people who probably listen to this. Like, <laughs> ooh yeah, let me go get that premium porn. So many men are going to know so much about menstruation. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Cavs. That's what we were talking about. Okay, it was a very good game. It was a very good game. Let's talk about the trade. Let's say it was an amazing game. Let's say that. I think. uh, And let's talk about the trades, all the trades they made. Uh, First of all, the game doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It ain't the playoffs yet. Um, The Warriors aren't even doing that good right now. I'm I'm, I'm not surprised they came out and kicked ass. Like, you get a whole bunch of of people on a new team. Mm -hmm. They're playing for LeBron. They're playing with LeBron now. They're excited, man. They came out to ball. And Boston is like, man, nigga, we don't care. They, they, they should have cared a little bit. It was Paul Pierce getting his jersey retired. Yeah. They should have cared. I feel like bit. they don't like Paul they Pierce, man. too much, huh? I feel like people don't like Paul Pierce. I wonder why. NBA. I mean, because of Boston? Because, I mean, Boston. <laughs> yeah, but just Paul Pierce, just his, uh, like when he was pissed about Isaiah Thomas getting his uh, tribute on the same night. Mm-hmm. And Jalen so Rose wild. lit his ass up on great. live TV. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. great. Here's, yeah. a, here's a good kinda, question. He's kind of snobby. Yeah. Robert Parrish. Boston Celtics legend uh, said that Paul Pierce is the uh, greatest offensive Celtic ever. Uh, what? I over over John Havlicek, over Larry Bird. Over Larry Bird? I disagree. Mm-hmm. No. Well, okay. All right. I, I, I don't. <sighs> I disagree with that, but I don't think it's as. Uh, this is Robert Parrish. Crazy right? to say because uh, Larry Bird was great, but Larry Bird wasn't athletic. Uh, and he was, un- he was unguardable. Like in the clutch, he was unguardable yeah, because most people were not athletic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because most people were not drinking beer. That's fair. Uh, so 
And Paul Pierce had a nice game. Paul Pierce had a nice game. Paul Pierce can put up buckets, too. Yeah, he could. Uh, well until the end of his career. Yeah. He so, was clutch for the Wizards. Remember that? His last, like, I think it was his second to last season. I thought he played on the Clippers. He, he played on the Wizards Clippers. right before the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, oh, yeah. That's he, like, he did. He was clutch as fuck in that playoff game. In that playoff that series, he was like, I called game. Yeah, that, yeah, that shit was dope. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Paul Pierce was good, man. It's not like he was bad. Uh, you know, different era and stuff like that, but... I think Paul Pierce had a different set of skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I personally, this is an unpopular opinion with young and old, rich and poor, black and white. I think uh, Larry Bird is overrated. Overrated. Oh, I agree. Tremendously. I agree with you. One hundred percent. There. I also was not around back That's then. True. I also watched the... We're going to get some coming. Uh, We're going to see how old our listeners are. Everybody- I used to agree with you until... Uh, I'm, I'm just finishing your point. I know mm-hmm. what you're going to say next. I used to agree with you until I saw that doc. Also- when I saw that doc, I walked away being like, he is a lot better than... Because I used to be like, I watched the Bad Boys doc first. Or well, yeah. it did come out first. And I was upset with how Isaiah Thomas and Den... Well, more more so Isaiah Thomas and uh, Dennis Rodman were treated for that statement of mm-hmm. saying, like, if Larry Bird was black. Oh, it was ridiculous. That hype. But the way that they were treated for it, it made me hate Larry Bird so well, that was the re- much. Well, that was reverse, like, the reverse racism argument. Yeah, like, it was. Like, how would y'all feel if we said Matthew Johnson wasn't that good? It's like, we'd be mad because yeah. you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but And the show yeah. that, like, Larry uh, Larry Bird put on at that press conference being like, well, I don't know why I say it. Is it true? Like, he just... Cooned him out in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. and 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 the, the way they made Isaiah apologize for that shit Ugh, it was, was ridiculous. It was crazy. Um, guys, we could talk more about this. I'll tell you who I think is less underrated when we come back from the break. I think we already know, but we'll be back. All right. <laughs> We back. Uh, who do you think is less underrated? Is that what you said? Less underrated? Yeah. Uh, which also doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't understand. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it like that. I didn't really understand. What less overrated? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't have anybody. John Sally. John Sally. John Sally. John Sally's a nice guy. I see him on. He lives. He, in, nice. he lives in my mom's neighborhood. Bro, did you guys know that Horace Grant? Has a twin brother that played yeah. in the NBA. Harvey Grant. Harvey Grant. That shit blew my mind on uh, what Jer- game was are, I watching? Jerry and yeah, that's Jerry's dad. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Blew I, my knew mind. That. I knew that. I mean, but I'm a Bulls fan, so I knew. He actually was good too. He was just as Harvey good as, Grant was, he was just as good as Horace, right? God, not, uh, not really. He, he Horace Grant was a better scorer. Harvey Grant was like yeah. a low end Charles Oakley. Oh, okay. And Horace Grant was just an enforcer. Yeah, Horace Grant. Horace Grant scored. So yeah. wild that that used to be a job back in like the nineties. Is like, yo, listen, you can't run, but you big as fuck. So just come down here, and for anybody coming the lane, just clock them. Like Anthony Mason, Bill Lambeer. I think the last big enforcer is Kendrick Perkins, yes. who's now back on the Cavs. He was in the G League. Yeah, they, they gave him that that last roster spot. They gave him that I last roster. Why veteran? Veteran? Because the, the locker room got younger. Room. It got younger. You need that veteran. The too. locker room got younger, and he's proven that he's very good at that. What he did with the okay, uh, Oklahoma OKC. City Thunder. Yeah. Do these trades change shit? Yes. Uh, I think it. Tra- I it think changes. it. Uh, it changes the Cavs' chances in the playoffs from getting. From losing in the second round to losing in the Eastern Conference Finals. You think they'll still lose to the Celtics? Um, I think, I think Hayward is be, coming back. I think it's going to be a better series than what it 
could have been. Yeah. I think they would have lost in six. Now I think they're going to lose in seven. I don't know. Or they might win. I think it's going to come down to Boston, Cleveland in the conference finals. I don't know if I want Gordon Hayward to come back. I don't think it would be good. I don't think it would be good either. It's going to be a Jameer Nelson all over again. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, come back next season, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Take a L. Y'all ain't gonna, ain't, ain't nobody take, winning the. Take your L. Take your take, L. Take your ankle broken L. I don't think anyone can beat <laughs> any of the three teams coming out of the West. Ain't, ain't nobody. Who's yeah, the exactly. third team? Who's the third uh, team? Listen, Minnesota? after I watched that Minnesota? game, no. After I watched that game on, uh, last I Tuesday, I think Oklahoma City is a way bigger threat than we give them credit for. Okay. Mm-hmm. When it's working, Jesus fucking Christ, are they good. Here's the thing. But it's rarely ever working. Yeah. I'll admit that. I don't think, I think you're sort of right. I think they will make a big stand in the playoffs, and I think they're going to lose. If they make it to the conference uh, finals, they're going to lose. They're going to get swept. Yeah. Like, I don't think if, if by either Houston or Golden State. Yeah. yeah. I well, think they win. Maybe, maybe in the Houston series they can win one. Yeah. In the Golden State series they'll get swept. So I don't think – I think Minnesota's got a better chance at beating both of those teams. Which is funny because on Against the Grain, I remember bringing up Minnesota is now a top 3-4 team in the West. And like that was widely thought as crazy, but did we say that it was crazy? Yeah, did we? We can go find out. I don't think I said that that was crazy. I don't remember going that hard. I remember. (coughs) I do remember a lot of the things that you said on Against the Grain, and then a lot of them are wrong today. I don't. Uh, I don't remember going. I don't remember going that hard against Minnesota because I do think that uh, that, that's that lineup. True. (laughs) That's not true. That lineup. We all had our moments. That line. What? I think that lineup was good. That's not true. That, a lot of things I said on this screen is Jaquise, I'm going to tell you right now that you said that D-Wade and LeBron was a brilliant idea and that it was going to work so well. I did not say that. Oh, my goodness. Look, you uh, also said that this was going to be a very quiet trade deadline. When did I say that? <laughs> Are you week? making this shit up? You're making shit I'm up? not. Oh, my goodness. When did I oh, say my that? goodness. You said that. You said, you guys think the Cavs make moves? And I said, 100%. You said, I think it's going to be very quiet tomorrow. Jackies, you sure. also said that uh, Isaiah uh, Thomas could play for any team in the NBA except the Lakers. <laughs> you did say that? Oops, I broke this. You also said that Isaiah was going to be amazing. You said when he comes back, he he's going to come I back. Think, I think he got one more stand in him. I think he was. I think Isaiah's got one more go uh, And also, I edited it against the grain, so I listened to it way I, more than you, you guys did. I'm telling you, bro. You know what? I'm I gonna, never listened to it at all, so you, you know what? you're right about that. I'm going to bring them clips. Uh, bring Jaquise. I'm going to bring the you clips. You also said. What did I say? <laughs> this is what you said now. What else did I say? You said you're going to fuck me to death for you, see me? You said that you said that. <laughs> I said <laughs> you that. You said you're going to do me the worst. I remember you said that. You said that. That's a good impression, Carl. I know. Thank you. Like, I like that segue? Segment. Like that segue to talk about what Edgar wanted to talk about? I'm over the Cavs. Uh, oh, oh, wait. No, we got to wrap that up. Right, I, I, I do up. think that the Cavs now have a better chance defensively to go further along in the playoffs. Doesn't matter who. You can send anybody to the finals this year. Houston Rockets or Golden State is still going to win the championship. Yeah. It is just what it is. So you do you, you think the Cavs got better defensively? Yes. Yeah. I think George Hill is a significantly better defender than whoever they had playing the point guard mm-hmm. position. Jose Calderon. And then Isaiah also Thomas. their youth. Even though like the the stats might not be the same, but I think the just getting younger and yeah. more energized. How about JD defensively? O- JD Osman coming through. Yeah. Although he Turkey. missed that. He missed that uh, wide open dunk. 
Yeah, I saw that. Well, you know, nigga ain't got no hops. <laughs> then lay the ball up. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> LeBron gassing him over there. Let's go, yeah. JD. Yeah, but you can dunk. You can dunk, baby. You got the green light. You got the green. You got the golden, uh, what is it? <laughs> you got the golden brick road, baby. Right to the basket. He, he was missed that wide shit. Wide open. He ain't got no hops. Not only did he miss it wide open, the, the dunk bounced out of bounds. I tell you what I do hate. I'm not trying to start an argument, but I, I do hate the fact that every time LeBron touches the ball in any city, he gets booed. It's trash. City. It's absolute trash. So whack. It's absolute trash. <laughs> and then last night I was watching, and it, it was so. It's, I was watching the replay. And this is like one o'clock in the morning last night. I'm watching the replay of the game, and at the beginning, LeBron get the ball, and Kyrie is guarding him, and uh, he goes to the basket and he misses. He gets fouled. He goes to the basket, he misses, and then Kyrie gets the ball back and hits LeBron with a quick move and hits like a 15 footer, and the crowd goes nuts. And it's like y'all are. Y'all oh, are just yeah. so fucking and whack. It and wasn't I'm so even happy. that great of a play. Exactly. And I'm so happy. That's like, that's what Kyrie should be doing. That's his job. And also, uh, I'm so happy that I knew the outcome of that game because I was about to get mad. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, I'm so happy I'll get blown out by 25. Because yeah, fuck did. Boston. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on though, I just, I'm, I have a issue of the globe in front of me. Mm-hmm. I guess the Daily Zeitgeist. Do the Daily Zeitgeist like read these? Yeah, so on the Daily Zeitgeist, they do a segment every Friday, Tabloid Watch Friday, Blood mm-hmm. Watch. That's cool. That they talk about the influence <laughs> of the covers on people. <laughs> At America. the top of this, at the top of this magazine, they got America's hidden shame. JFK buried next to a Nazi. That's so what? Really? That's I a, thought presidents had their own graves. Who's his, who's it? Who's the Nazi? I don't who's know. Next to? I don't know. It's America's hidden shame, though. I have a feeling that that would not be America's hidden shame. We have a lot of hidden shame in America. We do. We do. Uh, Edgar, you had something you wanted to talk about. Hit us up with it. Well, uh, someone on Twitter hit us up, uh, Nico Alfonso, and had a question. And I think it would be dope to take a, an audience question. So maybe this is a segment that we call audience questions. Boom, boom, boom. You got the questions from the audience. <laughs> We're going to answer them. You boom, got boom. the questions from the audience. <laughs> We're going to answer them. Oh. Yow. So uh, Nico <laughs> Alfonso asked, <laughs> what do we think about comedians who do impressions of other races? Which is kind of a broad question. It's a broad question. But uh, I think... What yeah. is he trying to say? I think he's saying, like, how do we feel about that? Um, I, I, I think he's probably trying to say, how do we feel about white comedians doing impressions of black racists or Asian oh, racists? That's the or, only one that we could probably speak on to the most uh, yeah, authority. I mean, but, people do Asian and people do other shit. I can speak on, on people doing Native American impressions because my grandma was Native. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you going to pull that one, Carl? <laughs> so I can speak on it. Okay. All right, Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pocahontas. Ooh, nice time's up, Pin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I, 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 I have never thought of that as problematic or... Really? Never. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, does it bother you when people do it in improv? Have you seen it in improv? Because it's bad. Not because it's offensive. Like, you know when someone's trying to make a character dumb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start talking like a black person? You know really? what I'm talking about? Have Who's y'all ever seen that? Like, they'll be like, okay. anytime they're trying to play like an idiot, they go, hey, yo, what's, like, they'll start talking like that. And I'll be like, like I get what you're saying. I've seen it a room. lot at the clubhouse. <laughs> That's because they think you a hoe, Edgar. Ain't nobody, ever, <laughs> ain't nobody ever done that when I'm in the room. They better watch their ass. <laughs> Okay, so you mean just so so when you say impressions, 
you're not you're you're broadening it out to necessarily Well, I was saying I was just in that moment. Okay. I'm not broadening been, Nico's question. Nico's question stays Nico's question. I don't think that's an impression what you were just bringing up. I, I think that's uh, ignorant. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's like if that's just like if I'm going to do an impression, whether it's just of a race or of a celebrity, uh, I'm doing that impression because I am playing that person on stage. Yeah. Whereas if I'm just like a white dude and I want to portray being stupid and I'd be like, yo, what up, motherfucker? That's not an impression. That's no. just, that's whack. That's just whack. Bad comedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if that is somebody's definition of an impression, then yeah, yeah that shit is why. Um, there was one time I went to a taping of Comic View. One Ooh, mo- back Comic in a day. No, no, not that long ago. Well, this was actually pretty long ago, but it was not, it was the new incarnation. Yeah, not Ricky uh, Smiley. No, no, no. Comic View, one mic stand is what it was called, and it was Kevin Hart hosting it. And this is like right before Kevin Hart blew, blew, but blew he was good enough to be hosting Comic View. That's cool. And, um... Uh, this was uh there was this comedian who came on who said he was a he was a waiter at a restaurant. And he said, Now when black people come in and as soon as he this white guy and he said, Now when black people come in and as soon as he said that the whole audience goes, Oh boy, like they turn tune in their ears. And rightfully so, like, you know, you you at you on comic view, dog. Yeah. So if you got the balls to do a black joke on comic view, then it better be good. Right. And he came out, he was like, you know what? Black people, when they come to my restaurant, you guys, I've, I've learned one thing about black people. And we all thinking, black people don't tip. No. Mm. He goes, black people love strawberry lemonade. <laughs> and he said. That is so true. <laughs> and he said, and when we, when I tell them that we don't have strawberry lemonade, your voice goes like two octaves higher. And so he says. <laughs> what? Yeah, he said, he said, this was his joke. He was like, uh, so the black guy sits down, he goes, uh, yeah, man, let me get, uh, uh, the calamari and, uh, two strawberry lemonades. I'm sorry, sir, we don't have strawberry lemonade. Y'all ain't got no strawberry lemonade! <laughs> and when he did that shit, it killed. <laughs> because it was so funny. It was That's a funny. well-written joke. Yeah. It didn't make the black person sound stupid. It was just an observation. Sure. I think that's what has to, what has to happen when you're doing impressions of other races. It just can't make the other person sound stupid. I also think, stupid. Yeah. I think I would even push further than that and say that it also has to be based on a truth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Immediately when he said strawberry lemonade, you can see on Jaquisa's face, Jaquisa's like, yeah, shit, yeah. I love strawberry. Dude, Every, it, hit, it hits Me and my friend audience. Mike... Went out to eat earlier that day and both ordered strawberry lemonade. Yeah. I used yeah. to order, I, I used to get, I didn't do strawberry, but I used to get pink, which is kind of in that same Yeah, realm. it's in the same And realm. I would do strawberry sometimes, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't drink juice anymore, so I don't do it, but that was my main drink. Anytime I'm at a restaurant with that machine, those new uh, fountain machines, oh, I yeah. always go for the strawberry lemonade. Yeah. Shout out to AMC. It. AMC always be having them Coca-Cola machines. Those Shout machines to, are insane. Great. Shout out to Soup Plantation for having all of the, uh, Various lemonades. Yes. Soup plantation. Do you know that those uh, machines, they use cartridges? It's like printer cartridges. Oh, really? Really? Inking out those. It looks so weird. That's weird. I don't know Uh, if I want to say. I used to work (laughs) at a grocery store where we sold, like, the syrup for... Mm -hmm. That shit is weird. You don't want to know. Like It's like, I don't want to know. And seeing the inside of those things, too, it's Mm -hmm. gross. Mm -hmm. It's moldy. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting, uh, man. So oh. then, is that the qualifier? Is like if it's based in truth and it's based in something like I don't. Yeah, I guess that can be a qualifier for. Me. But I, you know, I mean, because going back to what you were saying, as long as it's not like making you look stupid. Uh, when I went to go to Chappelle when he came here two years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, when he was playing at the Palladium, the first Netflix special. Yeah, 
uh, and who I, I always forget this cat's name. Uh, the guy Ashley Larry, John Rollins, John Rollins. Uh, he started doing like a, a, a Indian person's joke, uh, or like doing a joke and started imitating or doing an impression of an Indian guy. And he was just like, why y'all always be putting D's and everything y'all say? And then he started going through the list of the week. He's like, dumb day, two day. And it was funny as hell, but it made them, it was, it was like, yeah, that shit is true. But it kind of also is it made true it though? But like, I think that's what my challenge would be. The like, exaggeration that, of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit more. The exaggeration. But that it was, was a little still bit more funny. On, on the line to me. Yeah, yeah that's. That's yeah. a line though. So it's, but. It killed. It that's killed also in one the thing. Audience. I mean, of course, it'll kill in the audience. I mean, yeah, that's also one thing I don't like when black comedians do do impressions of other races. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we kind of so we, we get a lot of leeway on a lot of shit because of what we've gone through in this country. But that's yeah. one thing that I'm like, all right, we we probably shouldn't do that. I was thinking about that yesterday, <laughs> and specifically, uh, we did a Armando show at UCB, and an Armando is when you do improv based off of a monologue or story from either a guest or an audience member. And this audience member told a story about how. She was Asian and she tried to join a lot of the clubs on the campus mm-hmm. and like, uh, you know, like couldn't like the Asian people didn't accept her essentially. Yeah. And we kind of did a scene about that. And I was wondering about that. I was like, how I felt like we could have done accents in that scene and gotten away with it. But like, oh, I would never. Yeah. I'm not saying we should have. I'm saying decide. that. But like, we I agree with you. That, with like, it? There's like. There's a leeway that black comedians get that, like... I don't know, man. I feel the comedy community, especially our specific, because all three of us were in that show that you're talking about. I feel like our specific comedy community is a lot more sensitive to... Yeah, that. they wouldn't give us that leeway. They wouldn't give we get us away, that We leeway. get away with certain shit, yeah. but they don't give us that leeway all the time. Like, we, yeah. can make, we can make fun of white nations. Like, yeah, we, yeah do we, Russian, can. we can do Russian accents. We can do an Italian, like, stereotype yeah. accent and shit like that, but when it comes to, like, other people of color... I don't even think we would get that leeway. Uh, we I don't do know like, if we should. I don't know if we should. You know but, something I do that's very racist? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying do you to figure do? out if I really want to say this. Say but it. I, uh, <laughs> and I have to catch myself from doing it sometimes. But hey, we all coming clean. We all working on ourselves. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's a good thing. I'm not standing up for this action. Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear Asian people talk their native language, I always try to say exactly what they said. I, I would say, that, <laughs> Carl, I have the same exact, if there's any blind spots I have, I would say two very big ones for me are Asian people and gay people. Like, that's just like a blind spot that I struggle with heavily. Oh, because some shit they say is funny? Yeah, and yeah. it's just like, I don't know, the driving thing is still something I'm working oh, out my pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said some shit yeah. on the drive up to SF, this nigga cut me off, mm-hmm. and, oh man, I don't even know if I should say this. The thing but is, I said his- something, and Anna was just like, Edgar, and I said, <laughs> oh, I say, I say, oh, in, and this is trash, cause, it, like, I know if I do it, I know, Everybody I know the, mo- oh. I know the most, mer- I know the most, Nigger bombs that get dropped in America is in the car behind the wheel. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like, I've seen people have called me that. Yeah. Like I just boy, if you white people that's what man, more white people have said nigger behind the wheel of a car oh, than this, this any other place. Out of anger and while rapping to songs. I have yeah. I have yeah. my phone I have my phone out of the stoplight. <laughs> I had my phone on the stoplight, and this white woman drove by and said, "Put your phone away, man!" <laughs> <laughs> and then she like sped off. 
And I was trying so hard to pull up on the side of her and be like, like look at look her. At her. That shit was also very funny. But I think, I think uh, this in- unintentionally led us to like a question, which is like, how do you deal with it? Like, I think like I've said that, like I, I've said it as a joke. I'll be like, those are the, like the ones that will be on like my record when they're like Edgar, like he was a good man, but these are his two big ones. But like, yeah. is it enough to just admit to like, how do you? I don't know. It's That's weird like, for me. Act- actively work on changing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like don't say it. In a way of like, yeah, this is what I do, man, because I'm crazy. <laughs> I be doing this though, like actually, actually be like, hey, that's not good. Yeah. It's insensitive, dude. I live in Koreatown. Every time a driving <laughs> error happens, I don't say anything out loud, <laughs> but, you but I do it. pull up on the side and I go, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I was like, I hate, I hate that. That's, I hate that that mm-hmm. I have to feel that way, mm-hmm. but. I don't. That's why I don't say anything. And sometimes yeah, I try to. I just let it go. Yeah. I don't blow my horn. I don't do anything. It's something that's been instilled in us, right? Like it's like a stereotype that we've heard over and over and over and over again. And it's like it's so hard. It's like the same reason why. Like it's something that I still struggle with. But if someone says, and I, I I'm gonna say, I admit 100 percent, this is trash. But it was something I was said in Texas so much that if someone just says "gay," I laugh. I can't help but laugh. <laughs> and it's something that I'm actively fighting. But like that shit was so like. Man, in high school, someone would be like, yeah, man, I can't go play ball, man. I got to go hang out with my mom. And some dude in the back would go, gay! And <laughs> That's like, not even gay. Would be like, I know, but it would just make everybody laugh. And, like, it's yeah. something that, like, yeah, these are these things that we're kind of just, like, forced into and bought into that. Yeah, I think you're right. It's we society. Have to it's it's fight all against. blind spots. And we just have to, we have to know. That's a good, in, uh, good conversation to have about stereotypes and when people say things i know there's a ton of black stereotypes where do they come from are they based in truth sometimes and it's just i think what we have to know is when we these stereotypes are used as weapons when they try to act like oh that's how they all act exactly that's what they all do 100%. so you can't group people i cannot sit here and say that even though when i when somebody asian does something weird in traffic I'm not going to be like, no Asian can drive. Like, that's crazy. One of the it's best drivers I know is an Asian woman. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best. Would drivers. One of my best friends. as the best driver. One of my best drivers I know. Damn, you drive Man, you so drive. good. Boy, you, <laughs> you drive amazing. You drive in this car. What's her name? Uh, Annie Kim. Annie Kim, you drive in this car. <laughs> Boy, you is driving Ooh, this car. I ain't Annie. never seen a right-hand turn like, like that. Ooh, that shit was sweet. I could never do that. <laughs> well, it's because I uh, I went to school in Northern California, and those uh, some of the hardest roads to drive on in all of America. Oh yeah, because they're extremely uh, windy. I want to hear I want to hear what was the hardest road to drive on, but I want to hear about it after we come back. Ooh, I got one. We'll be back. I have one. It's a. Uh, it's called. Uh, well, Carl, why don't you say yours first? Oh, the uh, the five freeway coming back from Northern California Oof. when it's raining. Yes. the whole way. Oh, that was me, like two months ago. I thought we was gonna die. If <laughs> and it's just driving. two lanes, right? It's just two lanes. Are you talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. when it goes from the two lanes into the grapevine? The grapevine. It's terrifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if he was driving, uh, if he hosts. Of nerd nuts, right nerd here. Nerd <laughs> coming up. Also, also, you, uh, never mind. We we gon' 
We gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. Yeah, save it. You gonna save nerd nuts? Are you using the Cash yeah. App right now? Yeah, I was. Ooh, Cash App. Cash App. I'll just deposit in some money. Ooh, what is this? Pod Save America? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Donate to our Patreon. <laughs> Uh, Can we get a Patreon, Sophie? I'm just kidding. Sophie gave me the biggest glare from that, uh, that Patreon. Craziest driving story. Like, I was so Chicago, it snows. Oh, Edgar, you have one. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say a road. Um, craziest road to drive on. Uh, if you're ever, I don't know why you would be out here, but if you're ever in St. Helena and you're trying to go up to the town of Angwin, Howell Mountain Road is literally just straight up curves over a mountain pass Ooh. that if you miss it you're done Ugh. like you know what i mean like if I you mean like you'll fall off the cliff you'll fall off Ugh. if you fuck up you'll fall off oh! and uh my mom when she came nothing. up to visit me for college because my my college is on top of the, that road uh we went up that road because the gps gave us the wrong direction to go up the old one like there's an old one that goes down the side of the mountain that has no guardrails and then there's a new one that they just developed like a few years ago every other year someone at my Someone at my school dies from crashing on this they road. They need to fucking put a guardrail up. It, yeah. It, I think people are like, it's kind of like the same thing with the Golden Gate Bridge where it's like, but the view, but the view. So like they yeah. don't want to do it because it'll ruin the aesthetics of it. But I remember my mom took that road and I've never seen her drive slower in my life. <laughs> she was <laughs> scary, going like five, And she was looking over the wheel being like, Edgar, Edgar, I'm so sorry. And it's like, I don't think How deep is the, is it a big fall? It's a big fall. Uh, I take mine back. The scariest road I've ever been on is driving through uh, southern Colorado, going up in the mountains of Colorado, like uh, up to Gun- up to Gunnison, Colorado, to play Western State College of Colorado in basketball. We on this bus, the whole team, big ass bus, and this driver is whipping around these corners oh in the Rocky goodness. Mountains, and at nighttime. Now no. in the daytime. Beautiful. Like you look down, all you see is like crazy pine trees, but it's like you can see fifty thousand. Like it's that. it's it's so far down, and we he's whipping around. And then at nighttime, he slammed on brakes. All of us flew out of our seats because like nine deers was crossing the street. That shit was. And I was like, I, I had made I had made peace at that point. I had made. I was like, I'm gonna die. This bus is gonna go off the side of this road. It was crazy. First of all, why? I don't even know why they build roads like that, but I guess you gotta get through these damn mountains. Yeah, but they can do something. Yeah, it was the, Jackie's, when I tell you, when I tell you the falls were beautiful, but it's also like, oh, we gonna feel this if we fall down here. How many times have you guys made peace in the car? I've made peace several times in the car. Uh, not as much in the car. I I, mean, yeah. I I was in a really bad accident where the car started spinning and I was like, that's it. Yeah, I've never been in that type of accident uh this is i mean i can't really remember i'm technically considered a professional driver in the state of california so i drive a lot um but jackie's andretti mm-hmm. but in the craziest road that i remember ever driving on was a road i drove on a lot but in chicago it snows and it was i-80 coming from lincoln illinois going back to chicago uh and the snow, like it is just two lane roads on each side of the highway. Motherfuckers can't drive. Uh, very small town going through small, going through cornfield, Illinois. And it snowed. It was a big lizard, uh, a big blizzard. And 67 fucking cars spun out and was just crashed on the side of the road mm-hmm. in a hour and a half drive. It took us five hours to get home. But in that time, 67, we made a game out of it eventually, like counting. 67 from... Did you see any of them? 
a couple of them we saw happen in front of us. Yes. Some of them already like had happened and they were already in a row. Jesus we saw a couple of cars Christ. flipped up and yeah. I was driving. And like I said, it took me over five hours to do like an hour and a half trip. Uh, it was in fucking insane, dude. So I'll never, that was freshman year of college too. So I'll never forget that. Damn. Here's a question. <clears throat> Are impressions of road worth going down? <laughs> All right. What? Are impressions of road worth going down? Why not? If you're good at them. I think if you're good at them, yeah. go down that road. So, yeah, if we, we said, uh, I think the, the, the parameters that we set, and this is just our opinion, so please, no white comedian, don't print this out and go, yo, this is what they said. But we said, if it's like based in the truth, it's not making, it's not at the expense of the race necessarily. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, anything else? No blackface. No blackface. No brown face. What do you no think about black face? people doing blackface? I'm just kidding. What? Oh, like that shit is whack too. You talking about Nina Simone? <laughs> no, I was talking about uh. I know who he's talking about. You know who he's talking about. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tell me off the air, John Bonet. John Bonet. All right, she's on the cover of this magazine three times a year. Yeah, and, and with her same. Well, I was about to say something stupid. I was like, with the same damn picture and age, but that's because that's what she you clown. Did you really just say that? I was about to. I caught myself. Why, I said why doesn't she age? <laughs> How come they can't get another picture of her? She, she should be 27 now. She always a damn kid. Do you guys think uh, she's Katy Perry? No. That's cra- that was a That's crazy, crazy conspiracy theory. I love shit like that, man. Oh, I love gotta, shit like that. We did this before on another podcast, but we got to do conspiracy theories again. Yeah. We'll I'll do, do some research for this. We'll do, yeah. I'll do, uh, we'll do that. Yeah, bring uh, some wild ones. I got something. I got something that is gonna lead, is gonna lead us into the last question I have and then we'll do the list. Um, so I was with a couple friends and they just pulled out like these 40 fun icebreakers and shit, like between friends, just to talk about them. And like a couple oh, were of these them. new friends. No, they were old friends. Oh, okay. That's uh, something so that's fun to do. So yeah. So that's why like, you know, the questions, like the answers could get wild because we knew each other. So you didn't have to be, uh, fucking weird. Uh, Do my questions sound like attacks? No. Okay. Uh, I felt that yesterday a little bit. So uh, I want to I want to ask you guys a couple of them. We can talk about them. Okay. Uh, so the first one. What's the worst haircut you've ever had? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst you know, haircut I ever had. Go ahead, nigga. I used to have like you know like my hair, as you guys know, just kind of grows really fast and mm-hmm. it grows into like a natural fro. Consider on yourself lucky. Um, Carlos and bald. My and... friend Rufus in high school uh, was like, "Yo, I, let me make you a mohawk. Like I promise, I can hook you up with a mohawk." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, no doubt." Uh, and how he did it was he put two sides of tape on uh my hair and just cut just like cut everything like using the tape to protect the mohawk yeah it was 100 percent uneven <laughs> really <laughs> yeah like hmm. so like it, my my mohawk was like it looked as if it was like a triangle going down yeah. <laughs> 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 and i rocked that for a while why didn't he just put the tape and then cut off outside the tape that's what i meant but it was not the tape wasn't the measurement was off oh okay, okay so okay. And then he kept trying to correct it, and it was just making it worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. That's probably the worst haircut I've ever had. Senior year of high school. Uh, shout bro? out to Rufus. Worst haircut I ever had. Ooh, they coming for you, Rufus. You hear them sirens? I was like, uh, how old was that? Probably 11. And my auntie, who <clears throat> was out here, who's the uh, the ultimate uh, deal getter. She always looking for a damn hookup in mm-hmm. some sort of way. So she found out that. 
uh, this man was going for a Guinness Book of World Records on the most haircuts he could give without going to sleep. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what? So she took me and my cousin to go get haircuts, and we went, and he was just like uh, eating Oreos and drinking Diet Coke for like three days straight, giving haircuts. And, <laughs> and we went, the worst and we were like, first of all, this dude was working at like a supercuts type thing. Oh, yeah, like that. Last, you can't and, do that. Uh, my, my auntie went in and told her, she said, all right, these two, nah, they both want fades, like ball fades, which mm. was popular in, you know, that yeah. time. And, uh, which kind of never has not been popular. Yeah. Anything. It's, popular. it's a normal haircut. But yeah. like, it was like, they both, give them both fades. And the way he faded us <laughs> was not a fade at all. It yeah. was just bald, straight line around, <laughs> uneven line. <laughs> and she was like, oh no, oh no, cut it all off. And so I had to, I, I was bald. <laughs> Like she made him shave it all the way down, and he couldn't. He did not know how to give lineups. Yeah, dude, that white people, sounds man, terrible. That's bro. worse. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I've gone to a white person before too, so I won't qualify that because most white people don't know how to. If they don't cut black hair and it's not a black barber shop, uh, like this nigga pulled out. He was like, "I want a haircut," and he pulled out the scissors. scissors? Nope. I was like, "Man, get the fucking clippers, man!" And then I asked for a brush. He was like, "We don't have a brush." Do you guys ever uh, get lip from uh, like hair people on set when they're like, "They're like, oh, I'm gonna do something to your hair real quick," and you ask them like. Do you know how to cut black hair? I remember I asked this one girl, and she got so mad. She's like, how dare you? I'm like, listen, you don't understand experiences that I've had, Mm -hmm. like moving to Texas. No, she's whack for getting mad. Yeah. All right, cool. I've been on sets where, like, actually, uh, I taught this one lady on set how to uh, put Beijing on people's hair and like make it look realistic mm-hmm. because I didn't I didn't have time to cut my hair for the first day and it was like clearly like me balding and she was like I got this stuff and she put on like the topics like mm-hmm. hair spray like like fake hair fibers and filled it all in but the way she did my lineup was just like a rainbow said, <laughs> that is not my lineup that's said, not how your lineup would look yeah man. I was like it's not how my lineup would look even if my hair still grew You ha- and you also have to make it even with where my lineup is now yeah. so just fill in where it is now it's still there I still have my lineup all you need to do is fill in this and then I like told him and I like took a thing and I wiped it off and I let her I was like here you do an L and you mm-hmm. do this because I also cut hair so I know like and, and then she, but she listened she was great um I used to go to a dude, his name was Ken, but he worked in like a beauty supply house before he got his own barbershop. Uh, I forget his last name, but shout out to Ken in Chicago, cutting hair on the north side. Uh, not many black people cutting hair on the north side of Chicago, but he wasn't there and I needed a haircut and the shop owner's son was there. Uh, and this nigga didn't know how to cut hair, but he was like, he was obviously there to like pay for some shit that he did to his mom or some shit like that. And let me see. Uh, Look what I wrote like, under it. <laughs> what you wrote under it is the worst. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" You, you never will know. never know. Uh, and this motherfucker, like, he fucked my shit up. This nigga put. First of all, he raised my lining up. And then, like, instead of my line of being here and then coming down at the natural point, mm-hmm. this nigga raised it up to the point where he had my line in about this wide. So basically from, <laughs> like, the middle of each eyebrow and then started the, sh- uh, the, the, the actual line up to the sideburns. And he gave me the mirror. I was like, yo, man, widen this up. And he, like, but at that point he fucked it up. So my He's hair done. was like way up. And man, I was so fucking embarrassed. Speaking of haircuts, so our father Nick got a haircut. 
What's up, Nick? What's up, Dan? Where did you get it? Where did you get a haircut at, Nick? Where do you get your haircut? Uh, in my neighborhood, this place down the street for me. What's it called? It's called Rudy's. Shout oh, out to you go to Rudy's. 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 I know Rudy's. Rudy. Rudy. Problematic. Yeah. Is doing a Cosby uh, impression problematic? Now that's so sad. I, I made a Bill Cosby <laughs> joke in an improv show the other night, and the original joke got barely any laughs. <laughs> it was at the, uh, the cookout. I did a Cosby bit. Oh, you did? And uh, the original didn't get in. Then we did a callback at the end of the show to that same Cosby bit, and it killed. So I'm like, all right, I all guess right. they, I guess they, maybe need to, they need to hear That's it. That's a weird setup. thing that happens a lot where if you do a joke once and it bombs, if you just wait like 10 minutes and you say oh, that, that same exact joke, it kills. I don't yeah. know why. I've been, I've been getting much better at being confident in, in failing. Uh, uh, but I got a new question. Oh, I, Sorry, I, I didn't even finish talking to Nick about his haircut. Well, it looks great, Nick. Nick. Thank you. Carl. Did you get a lineup from Rudy's? I didn't, but I had to fix it. You, I, you had to fix your own lineup? I had to fix my haircut when I got home. Why? Because they gave me like these sort of wispy little bangs. <laughs> oh, you didn't like those? <laughs> that I didn't notice. I fix. I feel you. I fix you. I was about to say, I fix you. Uh, <laughs> I you never I fix you. Coldplay. Uh, all right. That's not how that song. Goes. What's that song? I know it. Yeah, but I thought the way you, oh. what you just oh, yeah. saying. How I said it was <laughs> not, not it. Yeah. No, not at all. I'll fix you. Uh, I'll fix you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't like this question. It was going to be what's your morning ritual like, but the but I'll ask this one. Uh, if you can invite four famous people to dinner, who would you choose and why? We got enough time to do this. All right, I guess so. Just you don't have to. Um, I mean, just say four people then. You don't have to say. No, why. no. Let's go into it. Let's get into it. First I, of all, I got I got two more that I want to. We can ask. do it in the we can do it in the round. Okay. Uh, while we figure out who we got. Um, all right. Uh, so you go first. we each get four. That is correct. All yeah. right, cool. Uh, first famous person, I, I would invite Will Smith. Will Smith Will first? Smith. Yeah. Just why? He's an inspiration to you? Uh, yeah, I like Will Smith, especially when I was growing up. He was like, <clears throat> for you, like how Martin was for you, like that was Will Smith for me uh, in the Fresh Prince in that show. So, and also he was, you didn't see that many, I guess you did, but in our generation, he was one of the first black crossover artist who crossed over twice mm-hmm. like he crossed over from hip-hop to acting and mostly comedy acting and then crossed over from comedy acting to dr- dramatic acting that's insane uh which is insane so i've always had mad respect for just that having that ability and that talent to do that and be accepted uh to do it so yeah he would be my first person who you got my first person lebron james okay uh, I just want to get in that dude's head for a while. Mm-hmm. He's such business business savvy guy. What's it like to be the greatest in something? What's it like to? Yeah, I, I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. I mean, I I think that'd be a fun dinner guest. That would be fun. Hey, girl. Uh, for me, my first guest would be Larry Wilmore. Uh, I think like uh, like that is my. Like, you know, Martin or Will Smith, that's someone that I aspire to be like. And just, like, I would like to pick his brain. And, like, he's known in Hollywood for being able to walk into any room and make the show better. Like, that's what he's known for is, like, coming in and someone, like, seeing someone else, like, in a, like, dark spot and just being like, this is how you do it. And that's such an amazing skill to be able to help other people develop their ideas that I don't think is respected enough. I'd like to pick his brain and talk to him about that. You don't think that's respected? 
I don't think it's at, no one knows who he is, <clears throat> and, and okay. that's so interesting to me. Yeah, fame doesn't equal respect all the time. I uh, know. I think he's respected within. I think the right people respect him. Yeah, but like you know what I mean. Like no one looks at the Bernie Mac show and goes, "God damn, Larry Wilmore." Like you know, but like mm, yeah, and, and they shouldn't. They should say, "What's up God to Bernie, Bernie Mac?" Mac. Yeah, but uh, I would love to just pick his brain about that. Interesting, you say that. Uh, I'll answer. Nah, uh, <laughs> she going to voicemail. Uh, yeah. interesting you say that. Why? Uh, I wanted to talk to you about the mayor after this is over. <laughs> oh, I would love to talk to you about that. I have a question about the mayor, but we'll talk we'll about We'll talk it. after. Uh, my second one, and this, I uh, cliche, but whatever, I don't give a fuck. Uh, Barack Obama. Oh, that's not cliche at all. That, yeah, he's on my list too. Yeah. Uh, Obama, man, just, one, I feel like he would just be a cool ass cat to, uh, talk to. Mm-hmm. Just in general. But, Man, I would love to have like a private conversation about how his time in the White House really was as the first yeah. like, black president yeah. of America. When and he ain't got to be PC. When about. he ain't got to be PC about it. And, you know, how much, cause I've heard rumors, for instance, like Republicans who like weren't as fucked up as they acted. Uh, would tell people like Joe Biden, like, yo, look, I like you guys, and we actually agree, but we just can't. Yeah. We just can't. And solely because it was a black man as yeah. president. Yeah. So, uh, and I just think he would be a cool ass cat. His whole family would be. Which cool. is also why I, I don't understand why people think that, like, racist people, alt right, those type of Republicans are a minority. Yeah. Because those big Republicans in, in political positions know how they have to act to mm-hmm. keep that base. And they know they need that base to win because they know that base can and will win. I mean, that's yeah. why Sessions said that Anglo thing. Yeah. It's like he knows that he needs to get that base riled up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, who you got, Carl? Andre 3000. Ooh. Uh, my favorite rapper of all time. And I also think he would be just like, every time I watch him in interviews, especially earlier on, like he always seemed like such a guy that reminded me of like my cousin from back home. Yeah. And yeah. I think he'll be a fun dinner guest. I feel like he'll be interesting to talk to. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> How about you, Edgar? Uh Sarah Silverman. Uh, I think, uh, I, I've always wanted to talk to her about specifically bedwetting and like, uh, like, you know, like growing up that embarrassed and uncomfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. and to transition that into stand up is not another thing I think is phenomenal. I was totally approaching this in like a lecture series kind of way, which is mm-hmm. like, who would I want to learn from? So like, I, I would love to like talk to her about like becoming so comfortable in your own skin and also like how she dealt with the immense amounts of failure that she took in early on in her career, like getting cut from SNL pretty early on, like not really succeeding as a sketch writer and then mm-hmm. turning that into a pretty fantastic career. Yeah, she did. She has a good career. Here's something that's surprising for you guys. Y'all, you probably won't even know who this is. Mark Summers. I know who I Mark, know Mark Summers, Summers is. Mark Summers is host of Double Dare. And Double Dare 2000. And, uh, he didn't host Double Dare 2000. Who actually. hosted Double Dare 2000? Some other cat. He hosted the first episode of Double Dare. Uh, he guest hosted the first episode of Double Dare 2000. But well, he, he hosts some, Unwrapped on the Food he Network. He hosts Unwrapped on the Food Network. Um, somebody was telling me, I, I just did a Family Feud game show here in LA uh, at UCB. And they were Patrick. Patrick McDonald actually was saying mm-hmm. like, oh, you're such a good host, Jackie. You're good. You're good. And I told him the person who made me want to act or not necessarily act, but want to entertain was Mark Summers. Mm. Um, because I just grew up watching him as a host and was like, 
oh, I can, yeah, that guy, I can do that. Uh, I want to do that. I want to entertain it because I was, he was, Double Dare was fun, but he was the personality on there for me. And then growing up and learning about him, uh, doing that show, OCD, right? he has a severe case of OCD. Mm-hmm. And doing that show, which was probably the messiest show on television, yeah. <laughs> uh, is insane. And yeah. I just think he would be a nice ass guy. Yeah. I think he would be a nice guy to talk to and just chill and, and uh did y'all hear that wheeze? Yeah. That was my asthma. Uh so Mark Summers. Um My number three Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. I feel like she'd be she a was fun person to have at dinner. Yeah. She teach you everything you want to know. Yeah. She knows everything. Oprah's the smartest person on the planet. I, I love Oprah. Uh I I, th- I think I think I want Oprah there. Yeah, Oprah. Right, LeBron, Andre, and Oprah. Okay, okay. I know who my uh, these person. These people have to be alive, correct? Yeah, they, hey, they yeah, got to come to dinner. Got to come to dinner. Unless you, unless you have a seance. Uh, no. Then if they have to be alive, I'd like to talk to uh, Lauren Hill. Oh, that was my next person. Do you think she'd be fun to have a dinner? I feel like she'd be weird. I think she would I think be, she'd weird, be weird, weird as fuck. But I feel like if like you know like this is assuming that these people will be willing to converse, and I'm just thinking of people who would like. You know, start a very stimulating conversation. I, her as an artist is someone that I'm really interested in, in hearing about and like, you know, kind of getting behind the choices that she made and stuff like that. I've been this whole week thinking about, I mean, specifically last week, thinking about, uh, career and stuff like that. And I don't know, this will be a question for the next podcast, but like, uh, the thin, thin line between artistry and success. And uh, I think that she would be a fantastic person to speak on that topic hmm. specifically. Well, well she has success with yeah. this oh, of course, of course. And then but, she said, "You can't. I'm not making wh- music for white people." And, and can't say that. And that's kind of what I was talking about: <laughs> is that, that super thin line yeah. of artistry and success, which is which is unfair because I I do think if she would. If Lauren, if we transport Lauren Hill to today and she said the same thing, it wouldn't affect her career. As no, much today. <laughs> be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, white people, white women, will be like, she's right, she's right. I'm not gonna listen. Yeah, I'll <laughs> listen, but you know, she's obviously making her music for the struggle of the black woman. Yeah, but uh, it'd still be all their cover. Her album cover would still be all their cover photos yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. She would become. She would be. No, Sophie, that's, that's a head shake. Yeah. Go look and see how many people have that a seat at the table as their cover I wasn't phone a head shake on Facebook. At you, I, I, yeah, I feel you. Uh, but in the nineties, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say I don't make music for white people. Uh, all right, so I had Oprah on my list, but you said her. Then I had Lauren Hill as my next one, but you said really? her. And yes, honestly, uh, and obviously, all paper. these dinners, <laughs> all these dinners are happening at the same time. Yeah. So an hour before we do the podcast. Yeah. Uh so uh the person I opened on my list just because I think she would be fun. Uh I don't know, she just seems like a down to earth ass chick, Carrie Washington. Ooh, oh, okay. that's yeah. super dope. I think she seems like a super down to earth chick. Uh I think she's a great actress too. Uh she's had a really good fucking career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she gets a lot of credit for uh, the career she's had. Uh, she was a crush of mine back in the day. It's weird. She she went from that person who was like a crush to somebody now who, I mean, obviously, if Carrie Washington walked through the door, I'd be mean, like, Jackie's come. I would come here. I would come here. But now I don't even look at her like that. I I, I don't know. I, it's not a it's not an attraction of just beauty. Even though she's beautiful, it's mm-hmm. an attraction to 
just her and her fucking coolness <clears throat> and her brains. Yeah. Sophie keeps pointing to her brain. Her brains. Uh, yeah, I think she would be fucking awesome. Uh, I get, I can, I can get with that. Yeah, she's cool. Who you got? I've met her before. You have? Yeah. Is she was well, is is she? She's is very she nice. Cool. Very nice. Uh, my fourth person is Cedric the Entertainer. Ooh, Ooh that's a solid pick. Now here's why he would be funny. Yeah, here's why I want yeah. Cedric because I can pick other comedic heroes, mm-hmm. but I feel like I don't want to sit down and eat dinner with them. Like mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. I don't want to eat dinner with Dave Chappelle. He seemed like he would be he seemed checked like, out. Yeah, he would. Like, <laughs> like, no disrespect to Dave Chappelle. Not, not, not want, he just seemed like he wouldn't want to be engaged in how yeah. long was his dinner. Uh, but like, I think, like, I picked four people who I feel like remind me of people in my family. Yeah. And people who I have like huge respect for and people, and Cedric Entertainer has been that guy since I, like, since I can't remember who's been one of the funniest people on the planet. I don't think he's gotten his just due, yeah. but he's maintained a solid ass career. Like yeah, he, he has, he has specials come out maybe every two years that are always very funny. He's got his brand of comedy. He's, he does. He, yes. His comedy is very black niche black, but it's like, it's great. It, it, it encapsulates the black experience so much, especially the Southern black experience. Yeah. So I, I'd love to just listen to him talk. He would be fun too, man. I think he I would want be him a to sit down. If my dude. family's gonna be there, I want him to sit and drink with my dad and my uncle. Yeah, like, I, Bernie <laughs> Mac would have been that guy for me if he was alive. Yeah, but Cedric is a good second man. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into this right now because I think this could be a long conversation. But if we had to recast the King of Comedies, I've always thought of that. Or the new, what, do a new one. Do oh, do a new Kings of Comedy, or or and or. Would we have replaced any of the original Kings of Comedy? Oh, okay. Uh, we'll talk we'll about, talk that, about on, that on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, Edgar, who's your last? Uh, this was very, very, very difficult. There were three people in my mind who were warring it out. And I will – actually, four people, I apologize, who were all warring it out. I'll name the the three that didn't make it. I apologize to Donald Glover, Dan Harmon, and David Simon. But my final person is someone who I respect greatly and I think is a genius and I think is underrated – uh, Stephen Colbert. I okay. would love to sit down and talk to Stephen Colbert, specifically with how he got so good at not breaking mm-hmm. and staying in character. Uh, there are a lot of uh, stories of him uh, not showering for a very long time and covering himself up with like disgusting like fish paste and going into a mall and just sitting there and having people judge him. Until the point that it didn't affect him anymore, and that helped him like develop, like you know, like that. You should watch just hours of Colbert Report and see like the people he's being interviewed with and all that stuff, and how he doesn't break ever. Like he never breaks from character or anything like that. It's th- kind of amazing. I find it interesting. You think he's underrated? Do you I mean underrated, underrated to black people? No, because I don't think he's underrated. I don't think he, I. I just to, don't think in the that, comedy like, world. I don't know, man. I think he's a lot like I. I know. I understand that Daily Show was like the straight up show, and like it was like straight up political satire, and it was great. I I've always believed that the Colbert Report was better than the Daily Show. Sure. And I've I've I felt I feel like Stephen Colbert is someone that we should consider. But for also, John Stewart didn't get the of, Late Show. Colbert did. Well, John Stewart didn't want it. True. But I think Colbert would have gotten it anyway. I think. I know. I, I, I John Stewart is David Letterman's protege, and he's hmm. the one who he executive produces that show. Like he just didn't want to do it. Colbert gotcha. been tripping. Colbert been tripping. Show? I mean, he just he just is very like strong in his opinion. Ooh, you hear my voice going? Ooh, he ooh. has been very strong in his. He's been very strong in his opinions. I think he's, like, ooh, geez, Steve, he's having a hard <laughs> he's having a hard time transitioning to 
just being himself. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true because his, his ratings have been excellent so far. I like his musical director. Oh, uh, John, uh, John, uh, how do you say his name? John. Do y'all watch late shows? John, John Batiste, huh? Y'all watch the late shows? I watch the YouTube clips. I watch uh, Conan's YouTube clips. Yeah. I watch Kimmel's. Yeah. I watch Conan, Kimmel, and Seth. I watch and YouTube of course clips. Steven. I don't watch Seth Meyers either. Yeah. He's boring. I love Seth. Yeah. Uh, um, but he, you know, he's successful. Yeah. Boring but successful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. We gotta get to the list. Let's get to the list, guys. It's time for the list. The list. Talking about the list. Ooh, wee, the list. Who you shitting on? List. List. Put it in the toilet. Then drop your pants. Then take a dump on these names. It's insane (laughs) how unhinged that song became. (laughs) From the first stanza to the second stanza. The list. We're talking about the list. Drop it in the toilet. Ooh, wee, the list. Take down your pants <laughs> find a plate in San Francisco <laughs> then write these names Ooh. on it and then take a dump on it that's Ooh, what we call a callback ladies and gentlemen uh-huh. uh, I'm gonna go first go ahead and let me just say I love this guy uh, it's a little bit of a joke but not really my personal list is gonna be the upcoming host of Nerdorific his name is Iffy how do you say his last name, Carl? Why do you wait? Why do you wait? I find it interesting that that just happened because I I think I know why you're going to put him on the list. I know, <laughs> I know. It's but you kind of just revealed yourself. No, uh, <laughs> it's true. I did. Uh, I don't listen to Iffy's podcast. Nerdificent. No, nah, it's nerdific. Uh, Nerdstachio. Nerdstachio. But Iffy was like, oh man. Finally, he always comes up, and this is a joke, but he always comes up to me like, there go my culture king, and he he's with it, and then he wrote a post like last week, man, somebody uh tweeted me about how they shouted me out on the culture kings, I had to go ahead and start listening to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just iffy. That's I know, me. I know. <laughs> but iffy, you on the list, man, you on the list until you tell me you've listened to every episode of culture kings, and then... Uh, he's just gonna be on the list forever. He's gonna be on the list forever, but we're gonna get iffy on here one day, and uh and then yeah. we'll nerd it out on his But it has podcast. to be a bonus episode. It has to be... A- Guys, does not... I- <laughs> this is the rule that Jackie set up. He said he will burn himself at the stake if there's a, a guest on, this, on the regular... Uh, normal night that we record. <coughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> These are all true things. So, Iffy, you just made the list. Iffy is on the list. Ooh, we take his name, Nerdificent, and then Dookie on it. <laughs> Nerd Dookie. <laughs> uh, on my list is... Uh, I- this is very specific to UCB or whatever, but fuck it. I am tired of, uh, I'm tired of these hot takes. I, I'm completely over these hot takes of I, people, uh, shitting I wrote about on that yesterday. diversity students, shitting on people who have worked very hard and, uh, you know, like basically taking a lot of shit to get to where they are. Uh, I find a lot of the, the posts that I've seen recently tone deaf. Uh, I found them to be misguided. Which ones? I, I haven't been on Facebook. Now, I want you to... Let's explain something real quick. Uh, there was an article... Okay, so we are all performers at the UCB Theater uh, in Los Angeles. There, We do not get paid to do as such. Um, so there was a big hullabaloo over an article that comes out every year, but this re- more recent one comes out. Every year, our takes get hotter in this world because the Internet grows another year older. People 
feel more confident than they did the year before, and, and the, the takes grow higher. Uh, so um, one guy wrote an article saying that performance should be paid. Everybody has a thing about it. Um, some takes are start off very good, and some takes uh, end very badly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the take you're talking about. Uh, yes. Jack, uh, uh, Ig- Ig- yes, and I, I understand. Uh, like, here's what's going to be crazy, and I don't care who the fuck comes for me for this. I agree with a lot of what Michael Delaney was saying As in his denied. post, which is like, let's not forget that this takes a lot of work and this takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Where he fell off for me is on his postscript, which uh, <laughs> well, he fell off for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, not everybody. It's, it's, yeah, that's not so everybody. crazy. Is that they were just, just like that's what gets me hot. Is uh, yeah. I, I will. I'll, I'll just open up about something real quick, if that's okay. Should we explain uh, more about who this is? My, my, Michael Delaney is a comedian from UCB, New York. He's an old school guy. He played on a very famous team in New York for many years. He's one of the original, right, the class right under the original UCB four, which includes Amy Poehler. Uh, uh, you know who Amy Poehler is. Uh, Matt Besser. You probably don't know who he is, but he was in Walk Hard. He played <laughs> Matt, on the guys. Matt Walsh, who's, Matt on, Walsh, Veep. who's on Veep, and Ian Roberts, who's in a. He played uh, Spirit Fingers. One in, of the in, uh, uh, one of the greatest. On. On. One of the greatest yeah. uh, comedy showrunners of all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that this the Michael Delaney is right under them. Like yeah. basically, like he was the first people. He was one of the first people at the theater to learn right under those four people. So now mm-hmm. going with that, UCB is a theater and like, you know, like it has a house team system and it's very, very rewarding to be placed on one of those house teams. So I will say this first. I am very, very, very aware of how quickly I was put on the house team. It was very, very quick, uh, under a year. And, uh, like I completely recognize that what fucking pisses me off is how many people have said the only reason why I received this is because I'm black. And to hear I've gotten that from so many I've gotten that from my roommate my old roommate like insinuated that one time. Like the like and it's what I find that so frustrating is that it takes away all of the work that these people do. I don't know many showrunners that work as hard as Jaquis Neal. Or as Riza Lasea, or as hard as Lacey Mosley. Like, you know what I mean? And these are three people of color. They all work their asses off and they're doing all these things. Not many resources. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, uh, 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 they don't really have the access that a lot of these kids have who, like, you know, go to very good schools or anything like that. And they work their asses off and they produce these things. And to have that taken away for you by someone saying, well, it's just a hand that, that you got because of the color of your skin fucking pisses me off. And I think that when I saw his post grip, which said a lot of these people, when they don't receive uh, success, just blame it on their race and or gender. It just lit a fire in me that mm-hmm. I hadn't felt since I got on Herald Night. And I literally had someone in my face tell me, you know, I think it's cool that you got put on because Beth is doing the whole diversity thing. And that shit just like it just invalidates all like they don't know that the fact that like I would walk basically from fucking Glendale to like go to jams and like go to clubhouse and like do all this shit and just like bust yeah. my ass that I work. would work every night for free at the fucking UCB theater in exchange for classes, which by the way, doesn't like add up in terms of like work and stuff like that. Like the amount of hours that you put in and it just, it invalidates all of that to say that the only reason why you receive that is because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. It fucking pisses me off. Yeah. It's annoying. Uh, I got it too. When I first got on a team, uh, I was on a team of people that I love a lot, but we were all very new, and it showed on my first team. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, during that time where it's showing on my first team that we are not the greatest team yet, 
Like mm-hmm. we not the greatest hero players yet. We haven't meshed completely yet. And it takes time to grow. It takes time to grow. I was the only person who got the why the fuck how did he make it? How did he how did he get up there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh also it's a big deal because I didn't finish the program. So I sort of got got past the system. Yeah. Not dis- discounting everything I had done before that. You yeah. worked I mean you've been doing improv for almost yeah, 10 you years. You were getting paid now. to do it. I was getting paid to do it in another uh, country. I toured the world doing <laughs> improv. Uh, I've toured, I was one of the very few people from Los Angeles, Second City, who got to do tour stuff with Second City Chicago, which they mm-hmm. don't really let us do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I got to do it. At a very young age, too. I was 22, 23, 24 doing all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I came back and I was placed on a Herald team during my class. Um, the Herald team is what the house team is. And I still got hate from people yeah. who, uh, I mean, Allow me to be arrogant for a second. Are never going to be as comedically talented as I am. Please mm-hmm. be fucking arrogant because you've, yeah. you've earned it. <laughs> even if be even arrogant. if you even if you don't find me funny, you can't dis- you can't hate on the fact that I am yeah. and that a lot of people do. So it, it it's going to happen. And I think the takes that were coming up, especially Michael Delaney's take about the hard work, is there's so much entitlement that goes especially, into this yeah. theater, especially because you, when you say stuff like "I'm not privileged." I I struggle too. I had I had stuff and like look, we all have problems, and I yeah. think people need to realize what the definition of privilege is. Yeah. Uh, but you can't you can't qualify people's success just because of the color. Of their just skin like or their Monique's, gender. just like Monique's thing. Yeah. Michael Delaney's was a good point. Yeah, bad approach. Bad approach. Yeah. Um, and then also let me let you know to add a little bit to your list, Edgar. If you just just because the motherfucker is your teacher don't mean you have to agree with everything he's saying. And that's what bothers and me about that's UCB. That's what made me so mad. It's is like, well, Michael was a great teacher. He gave great notes. So the fuck what? That nigga still <laughs> says some problematic shit. Yeah. Like, you're oh, not getting man. on the Herald team because you posted on his Facebook. Exactly, yeah. bro. So I like, fuck off his like, dick. Shut the uh, fuck up, man. It's, uh, like, shut it's, up. It's a, weird, it's a weird thing. First of all, the reason why I did agree with him because, but he never used the word entitlement, which I think is flooding this community i will go on a limb and say and this is uh probably uh n- not going to be a well-liked opinion by anybody who listened to this show from the ucb community i do think the talent level at the theater is l- less than what it used to be at this current moment and i think that's only because there's so much stage time mm-hmm. it, like with the inner sanctum i think the inner sanctum kind of not ruined the quality but just made it different who's breathing into the mic <laughs> we all Nick. know who is that it was. Nick asleep. No, it was we all know was who. No, Nick? It was, it was Nick. Nick. Huh? <laughs> literally stopped when we everyone oh. looked over at Jakeez and it stopped. I was, uh, was not breathing uh, <laughs> unless, uh, unless I was subconsciously. You subconsciously breathing. Okay. Well, now he's not gonna do it. But um, I'm just going. I'm just sitting here, guys. I'm sitting uh, here. I'm good. Keep talking. I have to put some money in my meter too. By the way, um, we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, I got to go on my list. But anyway, it'll be quick. Uh. Yeah, I think the inner sanctum adding another stage, which could have been went straight to the indie community, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know who it is, right? I'm like, I'm hearing. I'm talking to this morning. Like, this nigga still breathing. And it mic. stops every time he talks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where hey, he man. where he fucked up at was going into the I'm not privileged thing. There are a lot of privilege. I do think. Uh, race, gender, certain, uh, like, money is all, f- uh, uh, <laughs> is all factors in 
uh, access to improv. I didn't know what improv yeah. was until I was 20. Exactly. Didn't exactly. know what long from improv was. A white person had to show it to me. Yeah. And I went to a school for performing arts. And yeah. I didn't know so what improv comedy was. It's I all knew, about I, money I mean, and once, once I realized what it was, I was like, oh, that? Yeah, okay, yeah. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what it was. And... and I was able to become successful at it. Mm. And I want to wrap up my point by saying, again, I recognize that I had an extreme amount of privilege. Uh, I would go as far to say, and this isn't like a joke, I do truly believe that I am, if there was a such thing as a white passing black person, that I would fit into that category. Yeah. Because of, the, well, I, I, I just, I want to make sure that I'm completely aware of the fact that like, you know, like I speak in a certain way, I understand a certain kind of, like, you know what I mean? Like I can get, I can fit into a white space a lot more comfortably, I think, than, you know, uh, 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 your average black person. And I recognize that privilege and I recognize what that's done for me and stuff like that. But it still feels so fucking invalidating for yeah. someone to. I mean, it's going to feel that way until yeah. you gain And the I want to apologize for how uh, upset I got. Why, I, why you're here, you, you know? Yeah. When you're happens. here, your family. It's so, uh, UCB hot takers. Yeah. Calm down. You just made the list. <laughs> Carl, who you The got? list. Shit. And on the list, Dookie and on the list, the diarrhea on the list. <laughs> My list goes out to a dude who I'm not going to name because I don't want to give him any promotion because his follower to uh, following average is comical. But uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. he's got he follows like 500 people, not including me, and only has like 49 followers. <laughs> um, that is very comical, though. Yeah. Um, he... He math. he, uh, went on to to critique my episode of Drunk History. I was on Drunk History this season. Please go watch it. It's the Questlove episode. It was Game- very good. I watched it last night with Anna. Okay. It was a very good episode. I, I love it. it. Yeah. Game Changers. It Is that sex story real? It's real. That's so Is it on Hulu? Like, that shit uh, was so it's on Hulu? funny. Um, no. no, no, they don't upload okay. new episodes on Hulu. Okay. You can go to, go to the CC app, the Comedy okay. Central app, and watch it. Um, he chose to critique me. He he said something like, uh, "I can't believe how much uh, I love drunk history, but damn it, Carl's knowledge of the Supremes and Barry Gordy." Oh, I remember that. And, and I was like, he he just he said I didn't know anything. Basically, in so many words, I don't know what I'm talking about. You yeah. know. And so I responded to him. I said, "Hey man, I only get so much time. Got to hit certain points. Also, you don't know what I know." Right. Right. Now uh, this is a white dude from Boston. Fucking Boston, man. Boston. Uh, shout out to our fans in Boston, if there are any. But, we got a few. Uh, <laughs> if you're from Boston, shout yourself out. Yeah. Anyway, he goes on to reply to me last night when I said, you don't know what I know. He said, well, based on what I know about Motown, I do know what you know. And so, of course, me, being an asshole, uh, is like being like, I want to respond so bad. Now, all I said to him was like, well, hey. When you get on the show, uh, when you get on the show, you can tell, you can fact check me. Mm-hmm. And of course he doesn't respond to that because he'll never be on the show. Right. But this guy, first of all, like I said, I had a 10, I had seven minutes to tell this story. You know what I mean? Like I picked points. A, I was drunk. We went over it a couple times. Uh, I picked points that I know would be funny. This is stuff that was real research by Zora B. Kangaga, who works for the show. It was researched by me. Also, my mother, I've, I've known more about Motown stuff my whole life than a lot of people know. My mom is really, really into that stuff. Really into it. And she's read books. We've talked about it. We watched all the documentaries, all the movies. I know this shit. Like, I, I, you don't tell me what I don't know. And I just get so sick of people 
feeling like so confident in saying shit. So, guy, you're on my list because you don't know what the fuck I know. know. And don't white explain Motown to me because I know more shit than you. (laughs) This guy tweets about Jay Moore a lot. He does. You see, read his tweets. (laughs) This is so wild. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't white explain. Don't white explain like something that's predominantly black culture to a black person. Well, Jaquise, let me tell you about Chicago. (laughs) Now, don't Chicago explain me, man. (laughs) Uh, That's the list, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't this done this. Trash. We're about to get out of here. We're about to get out of here. Uh, we haven't done this on this podcast. I always liked when we did this before. You got any final thoughts today? What's, what's, what's the final thoughts? I have a final thought. Yeah. Hit us up with some Culture King final thoughts. Um, hmm. For this long ass episode. This is recorded. going to, this is going to fit in with what I want us to talk about next week, which is the whole artistry versus success thing. Um, I want to say that Whatever opportunity you have right now, even if it feels dumb and stupid and trash, I want to say more likely than not, it's going to help you get closer to that ideal thing that you want to do. That's my final thought for today. Final thought for the day. I'll hit him up with my final thought. Then, Carl, you hit him up with yours and then hit him with the deep cut of the week. You got it. Uh, My final thought is uh, it's not as insightful as Edgar's. It's just sports are great. Uh, people always shit. Some people who don't like sports shit on and don't understand how much it brings people together and the stories of it. Uh, and I'm a huge basketball fan. Uh, but my number one team of all time is the Chicago Cubs. We just signed you Darvish, uh, pitchers and catchers report Did in a couple of that. days. Uh, spring training is about to start. So, uh, I'm very excited for the major league season to come back. And just keep adding to those stories of uh, loving sports and bringing it people together. So that's my final thought. Love sports. I love that. I didn't realize that y'all took you Darvish away from us. Yeah, we um, signed him. Yesterday. I was one of the, I was one of the few people who was uh, one of wanted him to, to stay. I yeah. felt like he got a raw deal in the World Series. Yeah, I. On paper, I blame him for the loss, but I don't really blame him for yeah. the loss. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a team effort. Um, but congrats, for you Darvish. Uh, hopefully you can do good in he, Chicago. Uh, the Dodgers and the Cubs offered him the same contract, and he picked the Cubs. That's crazy. I th- yeah. I, probably because fans. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably yeah. because everybody was mad. At- I mean, you have that type of performance in the World Series. You probably don't want to come back to this team. <laughs> yeah. I get it. That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, uh, not good riddance, but riddance. I don't know. Riddance. What's the- <laughs> nah, we'll take him. I love him. I yeah. love it. He's Look. dope. He's a good-ass pitcher. Y'all got a good-ass pitcher. It's only making y'all better. Still going to be battling out with y'all for the next probably three – Three to five years. Probably, yeah. It's going to um, be a Cubs, Dodgers, and L. Yeah. What's your final thought? Uh, my and fi- your deep cut. My final thought today, folks, is one of this. No, when nobody's entitled to anything. Nobody's entitled to any person. Nobody's entitled to anything in this world except to live a life of happiness that you create for yourself. However you do that for yourself, you it, whether it be... You follow your dreams and passions and something, but also even when you're doing that, you're not entitled to anything in those dreams and passions. You have to do what makes you happy. And what makes you happy is not at the base of anybody else's happiness. It's at your own. You create your own destiny. Me saying that is to kind of piggyback off of what Edgar's hot take thing was about. There are a lot of people in the community that we surround ourselves in who think they are a lot better than what they are. And they think that, and there's a lot of delusional people in Hollywood, period, who think that they are owed something. No matter how good you are, you're not owed anything. 
You can be great and never get on TV. My meter is up. Uh, it's be up in five minutes. Um, you, no matter how great you are at anything you do, you're the greatest. There's a lot of great ass athletes who never made it to the pros. There's a lot of great ass actors who never got on TV. There's a lot of shitty people in all industries that, that did make it. You know, we're not entitled to anything. So how about you just kind of get your head out of your ass at times? If that's, if that's harsh, forgive me. But just know, just work on you. Stop worrying about what the next man got. Stop worrying and, and stop thinking that you're, that you deserve something. Yeah. Because a lot of people, what these hot takes are coming from in this comedy community are people believing that they are owed something and that they deserve something just because of what they did. Yeah. And that's just not the case. Because keep working, a man. lot of people who are the loudest voices are literally the worst people in comedy. <laughs> like, yeah. not funny, not doing what they have set their minds to. And I understand that art can be subjective in certain ways. But if you're doing somebody else's art, something, somebody that's some, if you're not inventing something, you get to choose how subjective it is if you invented it. If you, you know, if, if you don't get on the Herald team, go write your own damn show. Go do something else. Rent out theater space. Go, go do something else. But don't blame other people don't don't blame your problems and your lack of talent or hard work or drive or whatever it is on somebody else on a on an entire race yeah that's that's it's a ridiculous thing to do yeah um uh, and that's my final thought that's a good final thought with that being said so as you get in your deep cut if you want to hit us up about all of that tell us what you thought about those final thoughts engage with us Tag Carl so he can see what you're saying finally. Don't I try me. to respond to every single time. I respond to a lot of stuff. And you can respond. I do, too. I do, too. I do, Don't too. Do At it. Culture Kings Pod. You can hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram. We on Facebook. We also got a website, culturekingspod.com, uh, that we never promote it. I respond to everyone while I'm pooping. Just oh, so man. you guys know, any response I have, it's usually while I'm taking a shit. Man, if people only knew how much we talk to people when we on the toilet... And or how watching many? porn. No, yeah. I've done a lot of important emails. Like, y'all don't want, y'all don't do emails and porn. No, I'm listen, doing, guys, I'm a big nah. preacher of emails and porn. No. Nah, brother, no thanks. Nah, I brother. need my emails to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> I need my porn. keyboard to be yeah. clean. It's not. Uh, <laughs> tell you that right now. Hit um, us up, Culture Kings. We love you. We like you. What's that deep cut of the week, Carl? The deep cut of the week. I mentioned my mother earlier, and this was a song. My mother's a young woman, and this is a song from back in her day that she used to play. She had the tape of this song, and I've liked it my whole life. It comes from an artist named Chucky Booker. That's C-U-H-C-K-I-I Booker. And it's a dope, jazzy R&B song from probably around 1991, somewhere in there, 92. And it's called Games. That's my deep cut of the week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. We'll be back.